Uh, if you've ever thought about recording a podcast, Anchor is the best way to do that. We use that for Boats and Does here. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Uh, Anchor has the tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or on your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all the listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. So if you've ever thought about it, download the Anchor app and go or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good now. Welcome back to the Boats and Does podcast. This is Tyler. I'm Ben. And Brandon. And Brandon. He's I still took, in my call I sign. I took Tyler's. I took and Tyler's line. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Tyler? So this week. Nashville. Yeah, we're coming from you from the good old Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville has chewed up this group and spit us out. <laughs> uh, I'm still running pretty solid. Yeah, I feel pretty, feel pretty good. good. If you would have talked to me last night and asked me how I was going to feel, I probably wouldn't have had the same answer. Uh, no, I don't think any of us would have. Hmm. Yeah, so this week we're going to go over uh, rifle versus archery. Like what, what brings this up in your head? The notes that was in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is your topic, right? No, I don't think so. I don't know. What do you like about one over the other? Well, see, look, it's a it's a it's a double standard, right? I think archery is more fun. Is it though? Um, it just because of the challenge, right? You got to have like everything's got to work out, and you got to get a lot closer. Whereas, like with the rifle, for the most part, I've killed enough deer to know that if I see one I want to kill, I'm probably going to kill it with a rifle. Right. But it's a lot quicker and more let me ethical. Ask you, let me ask you this. If given the opportunity to shoot a more effective, whether it's muzzleloader, rifle, bazooka, punt gun, are you always going to go for the more, the more ethical and more like deadly weapon, or are you going to go for the hard time with the bow? Uh, typically, I go with the hard time with the bow. But I think also if you do your due diligence and practice and take care of your equipment, you can still make ethical kills with a bow. So it's not unethical. Um, it has the potential to be. Right. I will say the more trips I do going somewhere to hunt, the more I'm willing to like – like at home it's fine because I've got – our deer season's what, like four months long? Yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah. yeah. So I don't mind struggling through with a bow. I don't because I know like generically speaking I'm going to get a couple opportunities of bucks I want to shoot yeah if I'm going to pay to travel and go and take time off work and everything yeah. I'm probably going to take the most mag, baby. yeah Let's the best <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's the end of season you haven't got anything take a rifle yeah, out I'm going to go I'm going to go the best means yeah what about you Ben what are your thoughts I like the challenge of archery more how many deer have you killed with a bow none exactly how many <laughs> deer have you killed with a gun one. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, how many days, I'm fresh to the hunting. <laughs> how many days have you spent in a tree stand with a bow versus a rifle per se? I hunted my first season with a rifle, 
And then after that, it's been all bow. Okay. All right. So, I, I mean, I know I can shoot something with a rifle. I don't own a rifle. I yeah. own a bow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the other reason why. <laughs> um, but I, I do like the aspect of it's a little bit more of a challenge in the archery. It's more fun. The guy get closer. You got to be more on top of your game. Now, what are your thoughts on the guys that are taking it to the extreme, right? To the trad guys. Do you know anything about that? No. I mean, I get the it? challenge. I get the rush. So they're, they're guys that only hunt with uh, traditional recurves and longbows. Okay. My brother thinks that uh, he's going to get one on a recurve. I mean, they do it. They get it done. Um, yeah, but not my brother. I, I don't. <laughs> We're talking about Sterling here. Yeah. There's guys that there's guys that get it done, but I think the uh, I think there's a lot more opportunity for like suffrage shots, you know, unethical, oh, yeah. like terrible shots, and just. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. What about That's, crossbow? What do y'all think about that? It's cheating. Um, okay. it's cheating in archery. Yeah, during archery season, if you're not, like, handicapped, I don't think you should. I don't think that should be an option on the table. During archery season? But when rifle season opens? When rifle season opens, have at it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're disadvantaging yourself for no good reason. Right. Okay. Because that's basically what it comes down to. They're fun to shoot, though. Yeah, I mean, they're fun, and, they're you know, it's it's a lot easier to get a deer with one during archery season. That's why it's, you know... Yeah. I think it's cheating because it's you don't have. You're to. using a rifle, Darren. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, like <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a it's a slug. It's a I really will say, silent slug. I will say that you will not catch me carrying a crossbow in the woods. Really? Why? They're so awkward. It has nothing to do with like status quo of wanting to shoot a bow or whatever. They are so awkward and heavy and unwieldy and like I just I, only I, reason you'll see me carry a crossbow in the woods is so that Peyton can shoot it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have no issues with that. Like kids get somebody into hunting but for the guy that's just like an able-bodied male like ourselves and even an able-bodied female that's really into hunting well yeah that too but like if it's the girl's first time going hunting okay crossbow makes sense yeah right yeah but if she's had the time to like go to get into it and like know that you know Mm -hmm. this is archery season this is not crossbow season right yeah, I mean that's my thought, and maybe I'm wrong on that. But well, it used to be it used to be a law that you couldn't unless you were handicapped in some sort of way. You that had to have a couple like, years ago. Yeah, you had to have certain permission. But back then too, the crossbows weren't what they are today. Yeah. So you were yeah. yeah you were at an even <laughs> bigger disadvantage. Right. Hmm. Have you seen the some of those new ones though? They go like God, Dude, they're ridiculous. Ridiculous. You can spend two thousand dollars on a crossbow. And it's basically a rifle. That, it cocks itself for you. Yeah. There's dudes, like, shooting 100 yards with, with crossbows, like, no big <laughs> deal. Now, hopefully they're not doing that at a deer, right? Because that's a right. lot, of, that's a lot right. of time for that bolt to be in the air and that deer to move. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I lean more towards the Ranella side of things, where he's, like, if he can use something that's more lethal, then he's going to do it. Really? Yeah. I mean, you I carry always it. take a rifle if when I, you're able to. If I could, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, the problem, like, 
I used we to be, would use a rifle a lot on the club if it wasn't bow only. Yeah. Like we b- before the other half got sold, we used rifles. I mean, I mean once once Thanksgiving hit, like we were carrying rifles. Now up until this year, I would hunt archery on Sundays every week because okay. you could only hunt. You can't shoot a gun between nine thirty and yeah. twelve. Well, that's a new thing as of like two three years ago. Yeah. Uh, before that, you could archery. You could archery hunt on Sundays. Yeah. But um, you could not gun hunt on Sundays. And now you can gun hunt, but you can't shoot between church hours or something. Yeah. And then within 500 yards of a church. Yeah. But um, long story short, I've never hunted muzzleloader season until this year. I finally got a muzzleloader. Did you? Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool to do. Um, I really, it makes me nervous. Yeah. Too many things can go wrong. Well, that's when the big deer move, generally speaking. Like, that is muzzleloader season in North Carolina is peak of the rut. Okay. And we have generally very high moisture contents in the air. Yeah. And moisture and muzzleloader don't go together <laughs> at all. So it's like I there's every, every guy that's, like, muzzleloader hunted to some degree has a story of the old click right big deer small deer whatever walks out he pulls up on it pulls the trigger all he gets is a click deer runs off or even worse you get the click yeah where it like didn't even clear the end of the muzzle right (laughs) right bullet stuck do you think that's do you think that's more of a challenge than just regular rifle hunting just because you have to worry about the powder oh yeah I don't know if challenge is the right word Pain in the butt, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could throw my 308 in the back seat and let it bang around and run around. Do I think it's right? Like, do I think it's any less lethal or any harder to shoot a muzzleloader over? Because I've shot muzzleloaders a bunch, but like, they're not harder to shoot. They're more of a pain to load. Yeah. Um, but now, have you seen the new muzzleloaders that are out? Oh yeah. They the take nitros. They mm-hmm. take a cartridge. Yeah. Of powder. Yeah, all you well, do is shove the projectile down the tube, and then it looks like a shotgun shell. Yeah. And it goes in. It's your primer and powder, and it goes and in like a single-shot shotgun. And they're shooting, like, 308 velocities out of this. Thing. Jeez. Like, they're – it is not a muzzleloader. No. They're just trying to get around. Yeah, I mean, every every law – but the law only states that the bullet has to be loaded from the muzzle. It doesn't – that's the way it's written. Mm-hmm. It doesn't state that it can't be a cartridge behind it. Right. It doesn't state that it has to be black powder. <laughs> you know, it can be smokeless powder. It can be, you know, yeah. It doesn't have to be hogged in triple seven like everybody uses. <laughs> the law only states that you have to load the projectile from the muzzle and the gun. <laughs> yep. I think my biggest fear with the muzzle loader is not necessarily the click, because, like, the click's disappointing, obviously, but, like, a slow burn. Yeah, to where like it clicks and, and then you're you just kind of come, yeah, and you're like, "What the heck happened?" Boom, and then it blows. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, would you rather use a bow than a muzzle loader? I don't know. Uh, the, <laughs> the jury talk to me after about November twentieth. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to use a muzzle loader. Um, I just really like a bow. 
I do enjoy bow hunting. It's it gets the it gets the blood flow. It, mm-hmm. it does. And we're we're in we're very lucky in the fact that we hunt a very high dense like high density deer population. Yep. There's not many days we go in the woods and don't have like archery hunting and don't have like ten interactions with deer. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, like come hunting down there. I mean, most most days you get an opportunity, whether it's something you want to take or not. Now. Could you go sit anywhere down there and see deer? Probably not, right? There's still deer, right? But if you know what deer do and you know how to look for deer sign, chances are you're gonna you're gonna set up and be around. And if you've been hunting the same property for years, yeah, that I mean, helps. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I grew up riding dirt bikes around that land. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah. And Tyler's ran ran around with me before he got into the club so much that it's like we all know we know every probably nook and cranny that exists on that land, right? And some of some of those nooks and crannies, we're the only ones willing, crazy enough to walk into them. Yeah, and it's to the point now. Like we, I feel like we know it well enough that if you look at how, with the wind that we have and how bucks are supposed to bed or whatever, like we don't even necessarily have to look at like a contour map. Yeah, we can pretty much tell you where we could go sit and have the conditions be right. Like, so every everywhere has a prevailing wind, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's the natural way the wind flows. And then, like, I can tell you without a doubt, we'll get a nor'easter. Yeah. Like, at some point, probably around November. We'll yeah. One of those really cold mm-hmm. snaps from the northeast. I can tell you where I'll be sitting. Yeah. Without a doubt. No questions asked. So when they move that, uh, what was that series called? The guy who uh, tracks the deer through the swamp and all that. Oh, he's talking about Dan's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, hunting beast. The hunting beast. Yeah, that was interesting. It makes you rethink how deer yeah. operate, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think the best thing that can happen for that club is nobody put corn out. Yeah, that would be nice. Do they do that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Nobody cares, right? Uh, That's another thing I kind of want to get into the nitty gritty of is paid corn. Dude, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell you what. Like, I have zero interest. I used to spend probably two to three thousand dollars a year in corn, and you don't realize that, right? You don't. You yeah. Ju- you just go buy like three or four bags a week. Yep. At ten bucks a bag, and our season's four months long, and you're putting it out a little bit before season. Mm-hmm. Like four bags a week, man. We used to buy like five hundred pounds, six hundred, seven hundred pounds at a time. Yeah. Like we'd buy in barrels. Yeah. yeah. Like I went my buddy from the air force has a farm and he does deer corn and i took a 20-foot trailer and ended up loading up like six uh plastic 50 gallon drums yeah i brought back like 1200 pounds wow and that was gone probably a month and a half yeah i brought i got that like right at the start of archery and we were we were out of corn before rifle open do y'all hunt uh, archer, like early archer season. Opening day, baby. Yeah. We'll be sweating in a tree there probably with the camera. Yeah. I figured it out last year, though. The uh, the Skeeter beater. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep a thermosel with you. And oh, yeah. My, uh, I have one of those mesh, like, 3D suits for turkey hunting. Yeah. Man, shorts and a tank top and then throw <laughs> that on over top of it. It's not nearly as bad as a long sleeve shirt and pants. Oh, I'm uh, sure. <laughs> man, there's been opening days. Like, normally opening day. 
our goal is just to get something on the ground. Yeah. I think we've changed as of, like, last year, we didn't necessarily go out with that mentality. But the year before, like, the first year that stuck its head out, like, <laughs> Take it nothing's out. safe. Yeah. Nothing, nothing was safe opening day. Has that got spots? Nope. All right. Like, <laughs> two years ago, was it two or three years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago, I hunted 15 minutes. Yeah. And had a doe on the ground. I hadn't even seen squirrels running around the woods yet, and I hear my phone vibrate, and I said, I know he did not. Uh-huh. And I, I opened it up, and it was like, doe down. I was like, oh, my God. And you got to move quick, too, in that heat. <laughs> yeah. Get them out yeah. of there. Uh, yeah, that was – I don't know. Like, what's your – what's the end-all, be-all, I guess? Like, do you agree with – do you agree with trout archery? Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I probably wouldn't do it. Um, I'm, do you think it's I, I don't wrong feel for like, someone else to do it? No, I don't feel like it's my place to tell you what you're allowed to hunt with. I mean, I agree with that, but I will say I don't think that. I don't like the, the ethics of it. Yeah, I don't I don't love it. What do you think outside of the Your brother has one. Yeah, I mean, he's no good with it, so neither, there's no, no neither deer are, are in danger. Neither are not. They're in danger <laughs> to get wounded. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it, it's not effective. That's for dang sure. I mean, I mean, if you're good with it, then go for it. But I mean, there are guys that are deadly with them. I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah. I just think the average guy going out there, not putting in the time, the effort. Because, like, to, be, to become a reflex shooter, which is what that is. Yeah. It's a reflex. It's muscle yep. memory. When you, you pull back, you're releasing. So you have to... You have to know exactly where that arrow is going. You have to mm-hmm. have spent all that time to learn that. Like, your average guy that's trying to do it, like, he can go out to a target, and he can shoot, like, probably three shots and get dialed in and figure it out. Yeah. But he's not going to be able to pick the bow up every time, take one shot, and hit the kill, the kill spot, right? Right. His first three arrows are going to go all over the target. Yeah. That's not ethical. No. You got to be good with it. So what I'll about, like, a it. spear? You ever seen those videos? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, the guy said spear pigs. Like, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, cool. but, like, nobody cares about pigs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still ethics versus non-ethics, right? Like, I mean, yeah. But the guy that I saw do it, he baited up under the tree he was sitting in. He just dropped it right and on top of it. He him. was basically just dropping it right in their spine. Yeah. Um, don't necessarily know that that's something I would want to do. But like, like you said, it's it's his prerogative. Or prerogative to I think I would try it. Seems like fun. Yeah, I feel like I would try it in the yard. Let me tell like, you what, we need to go do. What? We need to go run some pit bulls for some pigs That'd down be in fun. Georgia. Yeah. I've I've always wanted to do like a you know a how you hunt. You know fun. how you end that uh, with a knife. Big knife. Yeah. Like they the corner dog. it, you run in with a Bowie knife. Really? Yeah. yeah. The dogs are holding it by the ears. Wow. It is It is wild. Dang. Have you seen the uh, the nighttime, the night vision scopes, and they go out into the fields and stuff and oh, pop yeah. pigs? That looks like fun, too. I want to order one of those for some coyotes. I'll tell you what, though. Um, so you can't, you can't spotlight North Carolina. However, no one has any sort of laws or stipulations on if you can look at deer through night vision. Right. It is really fun. Yeah. Just to go out and look at deer. 
I'm and sure. when they're when they're soft horns and when they got velvet, you can like actually see their racks because there's so much blood really heat into the antlers wow. at that point. That's pretty cool. But once they get hard horned, you can't see them. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No. It's, it's cool. Like, yeah. I, thermals on my list of things to get. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. What about? Uh, I don't know. Like. Uh, even some of the bows now are like automatic sighting and all that stuff. Oh, you're talking about like distancing, the, all that stuff. Oh, what, like range bonding. The, the garment sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest, though. It helps you make a better shot. Yeah. So it's hard to argue with it, like, not being archery, which sounds contradictory because yeah. of the crossbow <laughs> thing. But, like, whatever's going to help you like do it right I yeah. think that's part of your due diligence is to make sure you're doing everything you can to make it man when I first started hunting I hunted like seriously not like as a kid right? yeah when I first started hunting on my own I did not have a range finder mm-hmm. I had a bow I bought off Craigslist yep uh, and for the for the longest time I hunted without a range finder yeah but at that time in my life, I was shooting probably, I mean, we'd probably shoot three, 400 arrows a day after school. Wow. There was like a group of three or four of us. Yeah. And we would shoot, eat dinner. We'd go to their house, shoot. I mean, like, I probably went through, I don't know, three dozen arrows mm-hmm. a season. Just, yeah. Just from just slapping shoot them. them. Yeah. Just from slapping them together and whatever. And I was... I was really good back then. I'm not nearly the shot I am I was then now. But we shot so much I felt very comfortable with judging range. Right. I'm not very good at that. I'm judging not range. at judging range. Yeah, no, I just I'll just range. Which what I do too is when I get up, if it's you know, first light where you can actually start kind of seeing well and there's nothing necessarily moving around you. I'll go ahead and pick a handful of trees yep. and range Those. just so that if I have something sneak in on me and I'm not paying enough attention, mm-hmm. then if I have to quickly make a shot and don't want to fumble with the range finder, at that point it's like, all right, it's between that tree and that tree. There's 25 yards right there. Okay, boom. Right. You know, it gets you close enough. But if obviously I'll range it if I have time. But if it's sneaking in and i got to jump up and hurry up and try to <laughs> get an opportunity, then. Yeah. What do you think the best shot with a bow on a deer you've ever made with? Probably that doe. I shot down in that bottom. Yeah. Probably 35 yards. You know Which, what? You know what the most textbook shot I think I've ever taken on a deer was? The one I watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How far out was it? Uh, probably it's 17. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't far, but... No, I mean, like, I took my time. Yeah. I didn't spook him. Mm-hmm. I ranged him. I was very still. I mean, they they knew something was up. Yeah. But they did not know that I was there. Right. And. Drilled him. I mean, I put it right in the pump house. around ran 25, 30 yards. Wow. Yeah, that's how that doe was. And I had, it was one of those, like, I had ranged some stuff in the bottom. And I'll be honest, I was up there and I was like, ooh, nature's calling. I got to go. So I turn around in the climber, and I take, like, two shucks down after I lowered my bow down. 
and I hear something behind me and I look and there's like 20 yards there's like five deer standing behind me and I was like uh my bow's on the ground I'm looking at it like oh god yeah so I hurry up and just like kind of shimmied up the tree real quick and I get it back in my hand I get the release on and everything I get an arrow loaded and throughout all of that they'd work their way down over into that bottom and uh I had it kind of rough ranged around there so I was like okay that's you know probably 30 yeah uh which I aimed 30, put it on her. Um, it was a little farther, but she ducked it. So it ended up working out. But, I mean, it was, like, perfect. Drilled her. She ran, crashed. Like I, And I was shooting Luminox, too. Yeah. So I watched it bouncing through the woods and then just crash. I mean, she made it probably 35 yards from where I shot her. Wow. That's the best feeling. Yeah. I got to get one. I've had a couple opportunities, but if you'll get out of the shot. If you'll promise me that you'll get out of bed this year. Yeah. I will take you and stick you in a tree opening day. All right. And you will have a shot at a deer. All right. Guarantee. I don't know about guarantee, but you will most likely have a shot at a deer. Okay. What you do with that shot is really. <laughs> it's up to you. That's up to you. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to fling some arrows get ready for the season. Yeah, I'm ordering a string for my bow soon. I got to get, I got to take that Matthews and get it adjusted to my draw length and get it set up. I want to put that four pin you gave me. Or you gave me. I want to put that on there instead of the single pin. Variable. Yeah. yeah. Get that on there. Yeah, we'll do that. I want to paper test it. So yeah. so on the other side of this argument, when does it become almost not fair chase because it's too easy? Gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like every, like they outlawed the punt gun, right? They were kind of uh, so yeah. stick it right on them. Well, they could take out a whole flock with one shot. Yeah, and like you look at, like for every argument we have, like, well, this is not ethical because it's not lethal enough, or there's too many things that can go wrong, or this, that, and the other. And you have too lethal. Then you have the other side of things where, you know, going out with night vision and 300 wind back <laughs> to a power line, chances are you could probably kill a bunch of deer doing that, yeah. but that's not right. Right. That's not ethical either. Yeah. I mean, I like having a bolt action rifle. Like, it just feels... I don't know, man. feels different. I think... I think if and when I have kids... Yeah. And give an AR, probably <laughs> either that or a Browning BAR. Yeah, because they're they're gonna. I would prefer them to shoot a higher power Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a big proponent of the 243. Yeah, I don't. It just doesn't impress me. Neither does a 270, which is what I grew up on. Yeah, that's what I used. Um, neither one of those rounds impressed me, but that's what they want kids to like be pushed into. I would rather them be comfortable behind a semi-auto that had less recoil mm-hmm. but and, a bigger round yeah more lay down i mean my first i killed my first year with a 30-06 right and then my second and third was a 30-30 like the first year i ever went and didn't end up getting anything i had a 30-30 and my dad maybe shoot it like one time he was like all right it's sighted in so here shoot it and then you know that way you know what you're getting man i shot that thing in like about I was Blow like your 12, arm off. you know. So yeah, 30 like, 30s are rough, man. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, that, but then when the deer's out in front of you, I mean, you don't really, like, it's one thing to be on the range and taking the brunt of a recoil, but when there's something in front of you, you rarely... You, you won't feel it. No, I mean, like, I scoped, I scoped myself in the eyebrow one day <laughs> yeah. with the 30-06 just because, like, the deer was running through the woods and I had to pull up quick and catch it. And I come up and didn't even get it on my shoulder. Yeah. And just <laughs> let it rip. And, I mean, I didn't even... Until we were over dragging the deer, and all of a sudden I was like, why... What's why am I face? bleeding? Yeah. Why, yeah. Why, why am I seeing red? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize, you know, because yeah. I was shooting the deer, so. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets, as far as being scoped, I don't think it gets worse than the one that I had. No, yours was rough. You still got the scar. Yeah. What'd you do? Well, there was a deer coming on me really close. Yeah. And I had the Bergara 300. Mm-hmm. I took it as kind of a joke. I was like, I didn't buy that that gun to deer hunt with. Yeah, um, but I bought it, so I was like, I don't know what deer hunt. And the stand was built that I was hunting. It was built for bows. So yeah, it's a box stand. And normally, like with a rifle, you're like aiming a hundred yards out. Mm-hmm. Well, this deer comes in at like thirty yards. Yeah. And I was on my tiptoes with the the butt stock was above my shoulder. Yeah. And I was looking through the scope and I And so he was basically shooting a three hundred RPG. Yeah. <laughs> I mean essentially I was shooting a three hundred one mag with nothing to catch the recoil but my face. Oh fun. Yeah. And I knew when I pulled the trigger I was gonna start bleeding. Uh-huh. But the deer that I was after that year was standing in front of me. What do you do? <laughs> you got dang it. Yeah, I would have took it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, oh, okay, this is going to hurt. Yeah. I, I, told, I literally said to myself, this is going to hurt. And then I pulled the trigger, <laughs> and then my face got really hot. The deer ran off. Um, <laughs> my face got really hot. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's, it's the middle of the rut. It was a cold morning. We had a good cold front. Yeah. There was deer running all around me. I was literally that hunt. I was not even sitting down. Wow. Because I put the gun out the window three different times. Dang. Different windows of the box stand. Because they were just running all around. I mean, like, there, nice. was a, there was a hot day, and it was like the woods were on fire. Like, there was deer running everywhere. Cool. I had to work on that yeah. Saturday morning, so I was at work Damn. hooking, what, wiring up some lights to a generator. And I get a text, and I was like, oh, God. I know yeah. he just killed one. Uh-huh. And he said the night before that he was going to go out there and kill that I, A point. I, yeah. told, I told him, I called the shot. I said, I'm going to kill the mop buck. Uh-huh. And he did. And, and I was I, when I got that text, I was like, oh, God, I know he killed uh-huh. him. I know he did. <laughs> and I just sent him a picture of blood running down my face. <laughs> Opened it up and it said, I got bit, and there was just blood pouring down his face i was like what bitch uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i should have never grunted at that deer he was going like right to left and i probably could have shot him out there yeah but i was like i'm gonna grunt at him and i grunted at him and that deer turned when i say that deer turned 90 degrees that deer turned 90 degrees and came straight at me wow i shot him through the shoulder yeah (laughs) and yeah cool and then when I walk up on him, right, I'm standing there over him with 
spot at 300 and I'm just like kind of looking at him and like checking his rack out and I look up and here comes a buck like walking directly at me and I just stood and this has happened to me more than once but this time this deer just walked straight at me and I could have touched him before he got scared really he, he got close enough I was uncomfortable yeah. and I moved my hand yeah and he like he like bolted because wow. I was like if he gets any closer and I move and he like realizes that like yeah. I'm a person you might have to fight him I might have to I might have to I might be in a situation wow was he coming up to check the buck on the ground I don't know what he was doing he was probably coming up to gore because like during that time of year a lot oh, yeah. of bucks will gore oh yeah you know everything else will run off and you'll see one over there like Damn. I mean, when I say there was, there had to be like probably five does and probably ten bucks just running circles. Wow, running circles around. Me. I saw the same deer. Like it, it was like a loop. They were just chasing each other. And all it was that that doe came in and squatted. She peed on the corner of the tree stand. Really? I, I was like looking down at her, watching her. Nice. And then after that, it was like on fire. <laughs> cool. Well, it'll be a good, uh, good season. Yeah, what what you taking? You taking a bow or you? Probably take a bow. Yeah. I really want to kill one all, all season. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. What about you, Tyler? You gotta get a rifle. Uh, I'm definitely well. Obviously, through archery, I'm taking it, but yeah. I'll probably sit down the bow for muzzle loader. But probably I'd finish out the year with my bow. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll let y'all know how it turns out. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Boats Boys podcast. See y'all soon. Yeah.